One of the lyrics in that tune says, we all know sometimes life's hates and troubles can make you wish you were born in another time and space. And I wonder if you're familiar with ever having an experience where you have the thought, I think I was not supposed to be born into this family. I think I was not supposed to be born into this uh, neighborhood. I think I was not supposed to be born into this community. I mean, we could look at this time in history and say, I, don't, I think I pressed into the wrong time and space. And yet, there must be some higher order to life. I suspect, in fact, we know, based on the story of Moses, that he was sure he was in the wrong time and space. He was like, not me. Don't pick me. Don't you know I have all these challenges? I'm not the one. Maybe you've said that to yourself before. Not me, not now, I'm not the one. I would really just prefer an easy existence. No challenges, please. <laughs> and yet I don't know that that really is the idea of this existence. The idea of this existence, and I would actually say the idea of you, your particular consciousness of beings that have pressed into this dimension of reality, because you could be in any conversation on this morning. You could be in any kind of conversation. I was with some Christian folks last night, and they said, Lola, be sure to tell them, he is risen. <laughs> and I said, I don't know if that'll go over so well. <laughs> and they were sort of joking. You have risen. You have risen. You have risen into the high idea of who you are here to be. Otherwise, you wouldn't even have ears to hear this message. So let us talk for a moment about the homework you were given last week. My friend Galen was here. And I heard he loved, I know this about him, he loves to give homework. So last week he gave you some homework. I'm going to list it off first, and then you can see if you want to affirm it again. And then I want to talk about what may have happened in your experience between that assignment and today. I am love. I am peace. I am wisdom. I am divine health. And I am prosperity right now. Just take a deep breath and see if you have a willingness to affirm that with me again this morning. Check. Really check. Because it's actually, if you actually speak these words into existence, something else will show up. All right, you ready? I am love. I am peace. I am wisdom, I am divine health, and I am prosperity right now. In class this week, the question came up, if that is true, and if I am in this discipline of affirming the high idea of who I am, why is my life looking like a mess? Have you ever had that experience where something 
occurred in your consciousness, a shift, an awareness, an expansion, and yet the realm that you're in does not seem to have caught up yet. And then anything unlike it appears. You know, this guy, Jesus, walked in the world of form, affirming, I am the high idea of and for life, not the personality that is me. I am my spiritual nature that is the same spiritual nature that lives in you. And he affirmed that, he affirmed that, he affirmed that, he asserted that. He said, God is I am. God is I am. There is no externalized power center pulling the puppet strings of your life. The presence of all that is that is nearer than your breath is right where I am. That was not met with gentleness. That was not met with like, oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad you came along. I've been meaning to remember that. It was met with great opposition. It was met with great opposition. There is an old school term called chemicalization. And I want to uh, introduce you to this if it's new to you. Chemicalization is conflict that takes place when a high spiritual realization contacts an old error state of consciousness. Whenever a new spiritual idea is introduced into the mind, some negative belief is disturbed, and baby, it resists. Old error thoughts contend for their place, and they refuse to go out. That was what was happening at that time in history. He came forth as a liberatory consciousness, as a vessel for liberation. He was an invitation to get out of the material realm, to turn within and know that the presence of all that is is right where I am. The big idea of today is that he had a spiritual awakening. He really got, I am not this. Would you be willing to just hang out with me for a little bit in the idea that the Bible is a metaphor? Because we get really hung up in the literal interpretation of these stories. When you think about Moses leading people out of Egypt, the Israelites never actually were in Egypt. If you, if you actually study history, there is no historical data to support that they were ever in Egypt. So then we could just get curious around what's the point of the story then? Egypt represents your sense consciousness. The worries, the concerns, the fears, the perception in this dimension of reality. They were led out of bondage because your sense perception, your sense awareness, your sense consciousness will always have you bound. If you look to this world for evidence of your good, you will be disappointed. And if you walk in a consciousness of knowing that you are a light being, you are a being of light. You are a being of the universe. You have pressed through to be a channel of awakening. And you will cause chemicalization. 
you will cause the existence around you to butt up against this knowing. Because it's scary to invite people into a dimension of the unseen when we have been so deeply conditioned around our senses is very scary. It's so curious that we are having this time in the United States of America, right? This time of great sort of upheaval. It's a chemicalization. The consciousness of humanity is moving ever closer towards the realization of oneness. And when that happens, anything unlike it has to come to the surface to be healed. That is good news. That is why I oftentimes say the present administration, we may look back on at some point as the great healers of humanity, the agitator, the one that pressed through and said, I'll take one for the team. I'll wake folks up and have them look at their shadow side, bring it forward into the light to be healed. You are a light being. You are an interpreter. You're in this consciousness, you're in this community, you're attracted to this body of work. Whether today is the first day, you are a some vibratory frequency had you show up today to hear a new idea, a new thought of the risen presence in you. If you say yes to being a portal, a channel, a high idea, a holy disruptor, you're saying yes to being an interpreter. You have to interpret what is occurring in this dimension of reality. You have to develop the discipline, the muscle, the skills. See, when we talk about the qualities of the infinite, the qualities of the spirit, the qualities of the I am presence, love, joy, peace, freedom, abundance, wholeness, go on and on and on, the high idea. And yet we are met with things that look unlike that. You have to be able to make sense of it. It is an adolescent attachment to require life to be comfortable. That requires very little of you. You pressed into this dimension of reality to have and to cause a chemicalization within this existence. You are an interpreter, you are a bridge builder, you are a channel, you are a light being. I don't even use that language. That's just what came through. I can't stand the love and light. It's just a little too smarmy for me. But I know it's the truth. You are a light being. So, when you think about, I think my agitation as I was preparing for this morning was every year, it's like I have to come up with a new smart thing to say about this holiday. <laughs> it's like every year you have to come up with a new trick. And the thought I had was like, isn't that interesting? 
that a collective story has been largely rooted and retold over and over and over again that you are a sinner and you must be saved. Now, the very foundation of this teachings is consciousness always precedes form. So that which you assert in the mind, not your brain, in mind, in this infinite field of awareness, that which you assert will come through into form. So if we are affirming over and over and over again, you are a sinner, 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 you are a sinner. What do you think is going to show up in the world of form? And I do know that the consciousness of humanity is ready to heal that one. All evidence supports the evolution of humanity, realizing that as consciousness continues to expand and traditional religious communities continue to atrophy, there's an awakening that is happening. Human beings are realizing I don't want to sit and be told about how bad I am. We have come to understand I am a portal through which I create. This week I was just kept hearing the lyric that um, none but ourselves can free our minds. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Emancipate yourself, emancipate yourself, emancipate yourself, emancipate yourself. Your mind is your most sacred space. And if you allow it to be taken over by disempowering contexts, you will experience a particular existence. Now that requires a great discipline. The challenge is that the undisciplined mind is truly the greatest source of bondage. The undisciplined mind is the greatest source of bondage. And to experience true freedom, you must embrace real discipline. There will be seductions that come before each of us that will lullaby us into a slumber of our separateness. The practice of meditation and of affirmative prayer is that when that happens, you have a muscle developed to know that that is not the truth. That is what Jesus did. He practiced over and over and over again. All kinds of things showed up in his midst, and he said, forget that. That's not the truth. His disciple fell asleep, and he was like, boy, get up. Wake up to the high idea of who you are here to be. Stop falling asleep. Walk on the planet as the consciousness of the risen presence. Walk on the planet as all that is good and very good is right where I am. That does not happen automatically if you have been domesticated in this consciousness. So then it requires your practice. Joel Goldsmith says it like this. In seeking God through Jesus, 
men failed to find the omnipresent Christ in their own consciousness. Christ is the anointed one. He was actually Jesus of Nazareth that then was assigned some kind of last name in our historical fiction. But really what he was deemed as was just one that had awakened to his anointing. Not one who was anointed, one who awakened to his anointing. You have been anointed. Now the question is, will you awaken to your anointing? This time and space is calling for your truth. There are the facts of what is occurring in this time and space. There are stories that we make up about the facts that are occurring, and then there's the truth. And you can affirm and assert at any moment, how must this be a high idea? Life throws a challenge at you. How must this be for me? Jesus' work was complete. He disrupted the system. He said, take me. I forgive them. They just don't know what they're doing. That's all right. They're just caught in a loop. But I'm here to disrupt. I'm here. You know, I was raised in a Catholic school and Talk about the guys who are on either side of him hanging on the cross. And the story that I was always told was like they were robbers. And it was like as a little kid, oh, robbers? Yeah, robbers. But you want to know the historical context is you were only crucified if you were an enemy of the state. You were only put on public display to demonstrate to the people, don't you go ahead and do that, because this is what will happen to you. So keep your mouth shut. They weren't robbers. They were probably freedom fighters. They were probably liberators. They were probably what are called terrorists sometimes. But they were actually inviting an emancipation. Look, it's all made up, so this is my version. Someone's making all of this up. So this is my version. I prefer, and, and really, if you look at the history, it makes more sense. They're not going to, you know, if you just made a, you know, if you, if you were just a robber, we're just going to behead you and be done. Maybe we'll stone you. I'm not going to crucify you. That's a lot of work and a lot of lumber. <laughs> if we're going to crucify you, it's going to be a point that we're making. So many of you know that my, one of my um, earliest spiritual teachers was this guy called Q-Tip the Abstract. And he has a lyric that always is playing in my mind. Because the job of resurrectors is to wake up the dead. Because the job of resurrectors is to wake up the dead. Death is not real. It's just a sleepy state. Death is not real. Nothing ever dies. It only ever changes form. And you are the resurrectors. You are the ones that could develop yourself in such a strong awareness 
to perceive the good in all things, not as a kind of spiritual bypass, but as a kind of radical disruption of the sleepy state and expect the chemicalization to come and can you be with all of it? Can you be with the upset and still know the truth? Can you be with the upset and still affirm good? So when you get tired, when you get tried, when you forget, what practice have you cultivated to remember? Because my experience is that when I am listening to the spirit of life that moves in me, as me, through me, and anything unlike that shows up, I oftentimes have to go more deeply within myself. So I wonder, would you all help me here? We, let's just affirm this again, okay? This song, Encourage Yourself, is so powerful. So I want you to take a deep breath and shift in your seat a little bit. We're going to bring this forward again. And I want you to imagine that you're affirming the high idea of who you're here to be that you're stepping forward into the big idea of God as you. That you have risen into a new state of consciousness. And you will be met with resistance. So just take a deep breath. to feel in to the awakened self, to the Christ consciousness, to the I am presence, to the God body that is you. There is a unique idea of and for your life. You are not here by accident or coincidence. You are a catalyzing presence. You are here to disrupt the sleepy state. You are a light being. And as you allow that to settle in to the new state of consciousness that we are establishing here this day, 
do not fret, do not worry by the evidence of anything that seems that is in opposition to that. There is merely a chemicalization occurring in the consciousness of humanity here and now. We are on an evolutionary spiral upward. We are expanding our capacity for good. We are in a spiritual maturation. And the scared parts of ourselves will come forward. Look at those parts, bless them and release them. Let them go back into the nothingness from which they came. I invite you to take a deep breath in. And perhaps say out loud, softly to yourself, I am here for a high idea. I am the divine made manifest. I am a glorious demonstration of life. How good it is to know that there's a power and presence that moves and breathes and has its way in me, as me, and all around me. As that is true for me, I absolutely know that that is true for each of us here, that we walk in a consciousness of awareness that we walk in the high idea of who we are here to be, that we avail ourselves to the good that is all around us. I give great thanks for this awareness. I release it. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is.